All right, and we're back, sports fans. Welcome back to Unfiltered, newest sports sports podcast with unfiltered and unbiased information. Thank you guys for spending some of your time again here with me today. I'm Rob Bryce, and here we go. Man, it's good to be back, guys. Then a little bit of technical difficulties here the last few weeks in the podcast room. Couldn't get the podcast studio to work. Had to get the uh, big dogs to come out here and fix it. So I believe they did. Hopefully everything uploads here well this week. And you can add it to where Rob was wrong. I was recording last week on my phone for the YouTube. And somehow did the whole thing. Went to go you know, check it out afterwards. And it stopped recording about 40 seconds in. Just a bad, bad couple of weeks, man. Bad couple of weeks. Cowboys lost to Arizona the other week. I was talking about that. I swear, man, I was beating, um, beating us down. You guys, you know, unfortunately missed it. The only one that hurt me was uh, me, myself, and I. But getting into today here, guys, going to talk about Zach Wilson and the Jets. Going to get into the Cowboys. I'll get into how they lost last week, too. Don't worry. I'm not letting them off the hook. Uh, we got some NBA news. This is great, man. Finally, something else other than football is coming out. And then going to go into my staples as always and end here with the chug bet of the week. Guys, getting into where Rob was wrong. Again, this is brought to you by Dynasty Solar. Dynasty Solar is one of the fastest growing companies here in America, actively installing in over 20 states. Um, get in touch with my boy, Paul Choez. So again, through this podcast, he's doing a free consultation for you guys. He'll come out and take a look, see if solar makes sense for you. Um, if it doesn't, hey, it's a free consultation set up here through my podcast, guys. Dynasty Stoller and Paul is sponsoring me, which is awesome. So you all take advantage of it, man. Get in touch with me. I'll put you in touch with Paul, and he'll do that free consultation to see if solar makes sense for you guys. Dynasty Solar, create your legacy for dynasties to come. Paul, really do appreciate you continuing to support me in this podcast, man, even through our technical difficulties that we've been going through. So where Rob was wrong... It's been a couple of weeks since we've been on, man. Um, last week, I went ahead and did post my bets of the week up on my Instagram. For anyone who doesn't follow me, please give me a follow on Instagram. It's unfiltered, RB3. Go ahead and search for me. Um, I posted on there, and the only one that I had wrong, and man, Mahomes really messed me up, was the Chiefs minus, uh, minus nine and a half. So the Chiefs won the game by three. Mahomes had a chance to run in the end zone at the end of the game to hopefully go up by 10 with the extra point. Decided to slide um, on the one or the two yard line, whatever it was, after he got that first down and the game was over. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do as a football player, right? They don't they don't care. They don't care what Vegas line is. They don't have money on the game, hopefully. Otherwise, the NFL will suspend you, even though they did just make some new rules. Got to check those rules out. Uh, but my boy Jamison Williams, he's coming back, man. Went from six to four. I got him in fantasy. So whatever they did on that rule change, I'm happy. But that's where Rob was wrong here, guys. Also, you can add it in that I've been gone here the last couple of weeks on YouTube and on Spotify. So I'm happy to be back in here, man. Hopefully we'll get some more rare, uh, where Rob was wrong for you guys going forward here. Coming into my first topic, we're going to hit on the AFC East because I do want to talk about the Dolphins as well as Zach Wilson. We'll talk about the Bills as well. So let's get into, we're just going to uh, label this one AFC East, guys. Here we go. And we'll hit with Zach Wilson first. I really felt bad for the kid, man. This kid is just getting absolutely bashed. 
from everyone. I mean, even after that game, he played great, and we'll get into that. You had Rodney Harrison, Hall of Fame safety, um, back in the day, is talking to Chris Jones of the Chiefs after the game, and he's, I don't know if he's trying to bait him or what he's trying to do, but he's basically trying to make Zach Wilson sound like garbage. He literally did say garbage while watching. He's like, you got to be watching film and think this kid is garbage. Chris Jones did the right thing, man. He manned up and basically defended Zach Wilson on national TV and kind of made uh, Rodney Harrison look silly. But, man, just you're an ex-player and you're coming after the kid like that. Man, it's just not cool. It's not, man. Leave leave the dude alone. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get all the hate. It's just it's so weird to me. And I talked about that last week on why people just love to hate instead of just kind of appreciate people or just, you know, look at it through a different lens other than just hating on the kid. I'm rooting for the kid, man. He um, and he looked good. Thank God, man. He looked good on Sunday night against the Chiefs. He um, hear this one. This is a weird stab, but true. He is the only one to ever outplay Patrick Mahomes, quote unquote, through these stats. He's the first one to have more touchdowns, more completions, more yards, and less interceptions in a game against Mahomes. Only quarterback to ever do it, Zach Wilson. It's kind of crazy, right? I mean, Mahomes has been in the league for years. It's actually kind of wild that no one has beat him in all of those stats. Um, yes, it is a weird stat because you got to have more touchdowns, more completions, more yards, and less picks. So there's a little bit, you know, there's a lot going on there. But but still, you know, that's very impressive for Mahomes to never be outplayed like that from another quarterback he's playing. And for someone like Zach Wilson to be the one to do it, man, how about that? He played free, though, man. He just he looked much more free out there. He was okay if he made a mistake. He just didn't look so robotic and absolutely just terrified in the pocket. Um, Chris Collinsworth um, kept announcing. He kept saying, you know, one, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. He's taking three steps, and you got to let it go. Find your guy. If it's that first one, let it rip. If it's not the first, go to your second read. Let it rip right there. Don't think about it. If both of those aren't there, take off and run, throw it out of bounds. I mean, it sounds a lot easier, obviously, said than done. But I think that's kind of the way that the Jets have him playing. And it looks like it, it's starting to click for him, I hope. We'll see what it looks like here next week for them. But he was 28-39, 245 yards and two tutties. Man, he looked, he looked good, man. I mean, look at some of these throws here. I'm showing these highlights here on YouTube, forever's watching me or listening to me only on Spotify, man, you have to check me out on YouTube as well. I'm starting to get some videos in here, but check out these passes that he was making, man. He looked pretty good. And I hope that, I hope that he continues to play well, man. Um, I really do still think that he's not the greatest quarterback. He's not a very good quarterback, but he's trying his best, man. And just leave the kid alone. Stop hating on him. Find something else to talk about, man. Dude's doing his best. He was not expecting to play this year. He was hoping to learn another year or two from Aaron Rodgers before he comes back out there. I mean, the kid played at BYU in college. He was the number two overall pick in the draft. He got thrown in way too soon. The dude just needs some more time to develop. And again, we talked about this on some of my old podcasts. You know, usually it's three, three years, four years to develop, and then you let the guy go out there if he's not that dude right away. You know, not everybody is a Trevor Lawrence. Not everybody is a Joe Burrow. Not everybody is a Justin Herbert where you just, you get the kid and you play him right away and he looks freaking great. It's nice when you get that, but sometimes you got to develop these guys. And this is on the coaching staff just as much as it is on Zach Wilson, man. Give the kid a little bit more time. Um, but with that being said, um, you know, the Chiefs, they did what they needed to do. They got the win. 
there were a couple just horrible calls at the end of the game, man. These are the type of calls, man, where if I'm watching that game at home, I'm, I'm screaming at the TV. I'm a freaking lunatic when it comes to stuff like this, man. So check out these these two videos here, man. Um, this one on the holding call here on number 11. I mean, they're literally this guy. He's being held back. I mean, he's trying to go right to get to Mahomes. And Mahomes has all day in the pocket here. You can clearly see this dude's tugging his jersey. The dude throws up his arms and then, you know, the offensive lineman takes over from there. He starts pushing him back. That is good. Like that wasn't a hole. But before that, man, he's literally, literally got a hole of his jersey. What are they looking at? And then to come back a couple plays later and they go at Sauce Gardner. And Sauce is talking after the game about how they didn't go at him all night. And all of a sudden they come at him towards the end of the game, fourth quarter, crunch time. And they call this hold. And I mean, is it a hold? Sure. Did he did he get him after five yards? Sure. But it's so ticky tack. It's so petty. Like, play on, man. And especially in a moment like that. Just take the whistle out of the freaking game, bro. Swallow your your whistle if you're the ref right there. That's terrible. I mean, he literally pump fakes the flag. I mean, he goes to throw it and he's like, oh, I already got it out. I gotta let it go. And you could still pick it up. You could admit you were wrong and say, hey, you know, we talked with the other refs. There's no foul on the play. It's just terrible. Just a, a terrible, terrible way for the freaking game to end, man. If you're a Jets fan, I mean, Coach Sala, Robert Sala was losing his freaking mind after that one. I would have been too, man. I would have been, my dogs would have been running. <laughs> dogs would have been running to the bedroom, hiding under the bed where they go. And I usually scream at the TV watching football because I would have lost my mind if that happened to my team. It's just not good, man. It's just not a good look for the league. Freaking pump fake flag here from the ref. Like, come on. But the Jets too, man, like that defense, what's the dude's name? I mean, I already, I hadn't even write it down, man, because it, it made me so upset when he said he's comparing them to the 85 Bears before the season started, that defense. Where y'all been at, man? It's time to shut up and go play, man. Like y'all crowned yourselves one of the greatest defenses put together before the season even started, and you're not backing it up. You really need to help Wilson out. You got to get some turnovers, some pick sixes, fumbles, sack. I mean, anything would be nice to give the kids some short field position, man, get them going. Like, you all got to stop letting these teams go over you. It was 17 nothing before, I mean, geez, before the game even started, it was 17 0. I mean, for Wilson to come back, I mean, they could have very easily just caved in and got absolutely shredded the rest of the night. But that defense needs to step up, man. You all talked all that smack. You need to start playing like it. And then let's get into this Dolphins-Bills game. The Dolphins, and I hit on it last week too, and I can't do this podcast, hopefully now that we're live, and not talk about it. I mean, Miami put up 70 points last week. That, that was unbelievable what they did. 10 touchdowns. I mean, 70 points. It was the first time since 1966 something uh, a team put up 70 points. The record was 73 Miami was only three points away from that. And what the Dolphins have been doing before this week against the Bills was nothing short of spectacular, man. Tua was first in everything. Passer rating, touchdowns per attempt, yards per attempt, yards per completion. You had people like Boomer Eisen comparing him to Joe Montana. The dude is playing great. And I'm not going to overreact to this loss against Buffalo. You know, Buffalo played a great game, man. Stephon Diggs did what Stephon Diggs does, man. Three tutties for him. He was shredding them, um, just absolutely shredding the Dolphins secondary. And Josh Allen played a great game, and he didn't turn it over for once. Dude has the most turnovers in the league. People just forget to talk about that because that's not the narrative they want. You know, we want to go other ways with it. But again, don't get me wrong. Josh Allen is extremely talented, one of the most talented guys in the league. 
when he plays like this. And he was 21 to 25 for 320 yards, four tutties through the air, one tutty on the ground. Um, a hell of a game, man. He needs to do not obviously that every week. He'd be a god, but he needs to do more stuff like that more often with way less turnovers. And, you know, people are talking about how great Allen's been now and he's getting the MVP race now and yada, yada, yada. I'm not overreacting to that stuff, man. He's not in the MVP race for me. If you're going to lead the league in turnovers, which he has since he's been in the league, you are not the MVP, my friend. Um, You are a very, very good player, though. Very, very good player. I mean, you have people like Brett Favre in the Hall of Fame and he had, you know, maybe the most turnovers as a quarterback starting for that long. Yeah, she probably pulled that stat. We'll add that to where Rob was wrong, I'm sure. But you make the plays. Sometimes you turn it over in big moments. You don't always win. I mean, Brett Favre was great. He was one of the best of all time. Very, very fun guy to watch. He won one Super Bowl, and that was it because he usually had some turnovers and key moments in the playoffs there. And hopefully Josh Allen gets away from that. But to me, until you can get rid of those turnovers, man, you're, you're never going to be MVP. Um and I think he gets he gets a little too much love for how talented he is. He kind of gets away with things because he's so talented. And then one thing that I, I didn't really see people talking about is Mar Hamlin is back, man. That's freaking awesome. I freaking love to see that, man. Demar Hamlin literally almost we won't get into it here, but I mean, literally almost died on the field last year. And for him to come back to him, for him to fight back and everything that happened to him. And now he's, he's out on the field again. That was pretty cool to see, man, wearing number three. Love it. Just absolutely love to see that. It's going to be an interesting season, man, in that division. Uh, A lot of people are jumping on the bills now. I'm staying with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins still win that division. Uh, They don't play the bills again until the last week of the year, week 17. We got to wait a while, a long time for that rematch, but it's in Miami this time. Uh, I hope Miami is, is healthy in week 17, man. Hopefully the whole team can you know mostly stay healthy through the year. And then once they get into that week 17 game, man, that, that could be a good one. That might be for the division, might be for the number one seed in the AFC. Could be a few things going on in that one. That's going to be a fun game last, uh, last week of the year. I'm excited for that. But shout out to the Bills, man. Y'all took care of them. Uh, team was coming in hotter than, than than any team you could, man. I mean, Miami was putting up points galore just freaking week after week, man, with that offense, just the fastest offense I've ever seen. And they they pretty much shut them down. They pretty much shut them down, blew them out. I mean, it was 48 to 20. It was a beat down. So congrats to the Bills. Y'all did what you should have done at home. You'd beat a, you beat a good team. So props to them, man. Um, but we'll see how the season continues. I'm not ready to, to jump ship yet on Miami. Dolphins fans, hang in there, bro. Casey, I know you were <laughs> you were hurting, bro. I know you were hurting after that week. But it's all good, man. Y'all are still a very good team. Still got a good record. So let's see how you guys bounce back this week. Speaking of bouncing back, Dallas Cowboys. My Dallas Cowboys definitely bounced back this week, thank God, because it was a brutal week last week man after losing to arizona i mean they lost to josh dobbs yeah i'm sure whoever's listening to this even true football fans you might not even know who josh Joe dobbs is quarterback for arizona i mean it was absolutely sickening to watch that game last week just couldn't believe what i was seeing um it was bad it was tough to watch i mean the defense was reminding me of the years before dan quinn arrived just swiss cheese couldn't stop a nosebleed just missed assignments wide open holes they're running through um it was a long day it was a long week i'm glad to be back man i'm glad to be back 
I'm glad that Dallas is back after that win. Um, and again, we're going to pump the brakes. We're not going to overreact on that one either because the Patriots offense is just atrocious, man. Mike, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> but yikes. There's just no one on that Patriots offense that scares you. No, literally no one. Not one person even slightly strikes fear into anyone on defense, I'm sure. But they did hold them to three points. I mean, they absolutely wrecked them. Defense looked great again. Um, Deron Bland, who I haven't talked about him on this podcast, but anyone who talks to me in real life, uh, I talked about this kid a lot. I really like him. Uh, believe it or not, he's got the most interceptions in the league since he came in the league last season. This kid is good. This kid's going to be just fine replacing Trayvon Diggs. No, he is not Trayvon Diggs. I'm not saying he is. He's not anywhere close to Trayvon. For all you people that really, really hate on Trayvon Diggs, it's about time the media and sports world is finally giving him credit. I've seen a lot of things where he's one of the top 10 corners in the league, sometimes top five. Usually he's right around six to seven, which is where I've been saying he he has been for, for years, for years, man. He's the best uh, best corner in the league at getting, getting a turnover. I mean, the dude is just a freak. It really hurts that he's not going to be here this year. But Deron Bland is good. He can play. Most picks in the league last two seasons. Keep watching this kid, Deron Bland. I like him a lot. And then Dallas, man, after a loss, the last few years here, last three seasons, nine and one after a loss. It's the best in the NFL. So I really like how they bounce back, man. They haven't lost two in a row in quite some time. So this McCarthy team, this coach is good, man. You all need to start giving Mike McCarthy some love, man. I don't, I don't understand where the hate comes from him either. He's got the third most wins in the league. Um, out of all the active coaches right now in the history. He's behind Belichick. He's behind Andy Reid. And then you got my dude, Mike McCarthy. He's won a Super Bowl. I just, I don't get it. I don't get the hate. The one thing we can continue to hate on, though, with Dallas, man, is them in the red zone. It, it's still atrocious. Um, looking at the stats last week, I couldn't find them this week, but Dak's QBR out of 100 is a three in the red zone. That's what it was last week. It can't be much better after this past week. Um, the only touchdown we had was to our fullback um, in the red zone, Hunter Lipke, which I really like this kid, man. I think that to fix Dallas in the red zone, and you guys are going to laugh because you have no idea who this dude is, and he's a fullback, Hunter Lipke. I think he needs to get in more. Um, he's a tank, bro. He's just a tank. When you get down inside the 10, inside the 5, you, we just need to give the ball to this guy and get the heck out of the way because he's a tank coming through. Um, we need to use CD lamb more. We got to find creative ways to get him the ball in the red zone. Um, we got to move him around and what happened to the fades to Michael Gallup? I mean, Michael Gallup is one of the best jump ball guys in the league, best toe tapping touchdown sideline, man. I mean, I could show highlights and I'm going to try to find him and put him on here of Gallup going up and getting the ball on the sideline or going up and get the ball in the end zone. His body control is, is freaking great. Really, really good. So we need to have more fades to him move cd around put him in the backfield even i mean let's get creative man let's get like deuce vaughn and cd lamb in the backfield maybe get lipke behind them too like let's get creative man we got to find ways i don't get paid to think about it and i'm not a coach never been a coach so i have no idea how to design a play but dallas has got some players we're 30th in the red zone that's that is up to date 30th out of 32 teams only scoring a touchdown 36 percent of the time uh the baltimore ravens are number one at 80 percent, so literally more than double so we got to fix that. That's definitely got to get fixed. And I hope it starts this week because it's freaking Niners week, baby. It's fucking Niners week. Yeah, we're going to drop that one. 
I mean, this is a playoff game for me this week, man. I'm getting goosebumps right now even thinking about it. Sunday night game this week against the 49ers, the team that's crushed our freaking hopes and dreams the last two years in the playoffs. I want this one, man. Bad. Real freaking bad. I'm going to be yelling at the TV for damn sure. It might not be a pretty sight this week, man. Dogs are going to be running. Rave's going to be hating on me. It's a big game. It's a very, very big game. You got the two... Two best teams and the Eagles are up there as well. And the NFC going at it Sunday night. I can't wait, man. It's going to be a great game. Dallas better freaking show up. A reporter was asking Dak after the game, um, you know, talking about the Niners already right after a win against the Patriots. They've already moved on um, about the, the feel in the locker room after the loss to the Niners. And Dak's face, man. And he almost dropped the F-bomb. He's pissed. He's fucking pissed, and I fucking love it. I love it. You better be pissed, man. Better show that way this week, too. But he was basically like saying, uh, you, know, you just wanted to piss me off going into the week, and I love it. I love it, man. He's angry. He's going to play angry, I hope. I think uh, the last way Dallas can fix the red zone, man, is to let Dak be angry. Let him run, man. Let him use his legs. We can't play scared anymore. We just can't. You got to stop playing scared with Dak. It is what it is. I know he, he had that horrific ankle injury a few years ago, but we got to let the dude run because he's a good runner of the football. Dak Prescott is not a top 10 pure thrower of the football. I've always said he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. As far as just a pure thrower of the football, he's not. He's not that. But when you add in everything else, which includes him running, he's a top 10 guy. We need to let him run the ball more, especially in the red zone gotta let him run the ball more man hopefully they start that this week would absolutely love to see Dak running in on the freaking Niners bro Montana good luck we're not watching the game like I said before we will not watch the game together you can text me I probably won't text you back I really don't look at my phone too much other than to call my pops um, during the Cowboys games man but it's fucking Niners week baby good luck to you Montana we'll see what happens we'll see what happens And then those are my two main topics, man. So let's check out my butterball of the week here. Mr. CJ Stroud. Check out this pass here for a tutty, just to put the icing on the cake here at the end of the game. This kid is good. This kid is really freaking good. I didn't see this one coming. I'm not going to act like I'm going to sit up here and pound my chest. Like I knew this kid was going to be good, but my God, this kid looks like the real deal. He's got the second most passing yards by a player in his first four starts in NFL history. 1,212 yards, second most. He's the sixth, only the sixth player in NFL history to average 300 yards and zero picks through the first four games. I mean, he's up there with dudes like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Like when you get mentioned with these guys, man, that's special. He's having a very, very special start to the season. And I really like this kid. This kid looks good. I like watching the Texans, man. And uh, I'm very happy that I had them in my chug bed of the week. Casey Jones, Mr. Ian Kirkland. Check out this pass from CJ Stroud, baby. How'd you like that? Chug by Thursday. Do not disrespect the chug bet. I'm looking in the camera at you guys. Do not disrespect the chug bet. Please send the chug by Thursday or it doubles. Thursday by kickoff, that is. Or it doubles. And then let's get into my Bryce um, Bryce picks here, man. Brought to you by DraftKings. These are the lines from DraftKings. So check this out. I'm going to continue this as well. I'm going to hit up on the Thursday night football game, Sunday night football game, 
and a Monday Night Football game. So right now my record is four and two. Hey, not too bad. Not too bad. Miguel Torres. Yeah, I said four and two, man. You know how I like to lose bets. All of a sudden, it looks like I know what I'm doing, bro. This is great. So Thursday night game, you got the Bears versus the Commanders. Bears are getting six and a half. I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the points. I'm taking the points. I know the Bears haven't won a freaking game yet. I know. I don't know how they blew that last game against Denver. That was atrocious. But I think it's going to be another close game. The Commanders have given up in their four games this year, 16 points, and then 33, 37, and 31. So they're consistently giving up points in the 30s. I, I just see it being a close game. I see that I'm seeing that continue. I think Chicago is going to put up between 28, 35 points, somewhere in there. And I just don't see it being more than a touchdown game once you get up that high in the 30s. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, it's going to be a shootout. I just don't see the commanders winning by a touchdown. So give me the points in the Bears. I'm taking that. And in the Sunday night game. God, I can't fucking wait. We just need to we need to jump start. Jump start all the way to Sunday, man. Let's just skip this week. The Cowboys are three and a half point um, underdogs. How dare you? How dare you give us that three and a half? Should be two and a half, you freaking bastards. I'm taking the boys. Plus three and a half. It's a revenge game. That's enough said. Let's move on. Packers Raiders is the Monday night game. Packers are favored um, only by a point and a half. This line doesn't make sense to me. I'm taking the Packers. The Raiders are not a good football team. They're just not a good team. Um, Jordan Love, he is playing well. His his passing percentage is is low. I'll give you that. Jordan Love, his passing percentage this year. Let's go ahead and look this up here while I continue to talk about that. Um, but he makes plays. He makes plays in key moments of the game, and I think he's going to keep doing that. So his passing percentage is only 56.1. I knew it was in the 50s. That's not good. That's not, that's not good at all. He's got to get that up for sure. But he's been playing without his biggest playmaker, Christian Watson, who is back. He was back last week, so this is another week back after injury. And he's been playing without Aaron Jones, who honestly might be the best player on that offense. And he probably is, unless Watson continues to take another step. Um, and Aaron Jones was back last week. So this is another week back from, from his injury. So with those two guys, those are definitely the best two players on offense. Um, shout out to Romario Dobbs though. He's very good too. I really like Dobbs. Whoever doesn't have him in fantasy, I see he's on the waiver wire in a few leagues. I'm trying to try to scoop him up. He's good, man. Um, I just don't think the Raiders can keep up in this game. The Packers are averaging about 25 points a game. Raiders are only averaging 15 and a half. I just don't think they're gonna be able to keep up. Um, I have the Packers in that one. So we're going to go bears plus six and a half, the boys plus three and a half and the Packers minus one and a half. Those are my picks of the week, guys. If you want to go ahead and take them, lock them in, win some money, baby. If you want to throw me some of your winnings, you want to throw me like 10% for giving you some wins. You can feel free to do so. Donate to the podcast. We'll take it. We'll take it, baby. And then how about this one? This is a new segment. Show me your tutties. Show me your tutties, baby. I always say tutties instead of touchdowns. So this is a new segment here. Let's check out some of these, man. This one was hilarious. So guys on Spotify, it's going to be silent for about 30 seconds, man. Sorry, you got to jump on YouTube to watch this one. How about the fullback from the Texans, Andrew Beck? Listen to this and watch this one. That dude's reaction is hilarious. I love it. The fullback taking it to the house. And how about this one here from Puka Nakua? 
Puka Nakua. It's just fun to say his name. Puka, Puka Nakua. Man, look at this dude. Where did he come from? This is awesome, man. So he is one of five rookies ever to have more than 500 receiving yards in four to, um, over a four-game span. Sorry, not four tutties. 500 receiving yards in a four-game span. He's with dudes like this. Randy Moss, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Jamar Chase. You get mentioned with them? And where did this, I mean, this guy came from BYU. He had 48 catches and 625 yards his last year in college. He's almost got that already in the NFL, man. He's got 39 for 501 yards. That is the all-time leader in, his first, in the first four games of NFL history in catches and yards. NFL history. Puka Nakua. You can't make this stuff up, man. It's just awesome. And then how about this last one here? The first Toy Story touchdown, baby. You're my favorite deputy. If whoever watched the Toy Story version, look at this one. This is pretty sweet how they did this, man. His AI stuff, whatever this is. I mean, this is some cool stuff here. And a great move by Trevor Lawrence to get out of the pocket to throw that one to Ridley. And that's it, man. Ridley, Nakua, Andrew Beck, way to show your tutties, baby. Show me your tutties. We're going to continue that one. And going into my last topic of the week here, guys. It's the wrong Dame time zone. Damian Lillard was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. God, this hurts to even talk about, man. Dame and Giannis are going to be nasty together. And we'll hit more on this, too. I want to get much more into this, but just got to talk about the NBA for a little bit here. Um, they're going to have a guy in Damian Lillard who can create on his own now at the end of these games. And that's that's really, really what Milwaukee has been missing. Um, Chris Middleton is great. He's, he's not he's not Damian Lillard for damn sure, but he's just not someone who really creates on his own like that. Usually he can make one move and go um, wide open three. He's definitely nailing it. Even with a guy in his face, he's nailing it. But as far as a one-on-one -on -one shot creator, that's not him. That's, that's Dame. That's Dame time. I mean, he's going to be nasty with these guys. Uh, his defense, you know, he's definitely not Drew Holiday on defense, but you're getting one of the best players in the sport of all time, not not just in the league right now. Damian Lillard is probably top 25, top 30 player of all time. I haven't looked too much into that to actually place him, but 25, 30, I guarantee you, I guarantee you he's there. And people who actually pay attention to this, analysts and all that, he's just disgusting. And it hurts to see that. Not only did he not come to Miami, where we were waiting for literally 90 days, almost three months i think it was like 89th day and he got traded it hurts it hurts to see him go somewhere else and especially to someone like milwaukee which is in our conference that one's going to be tough i mean you got a starting five that's most likely going to be damian lillard malik beasley chris middleton Giannis, and brooke lopez i mean that's a solid disgustingly solid starting five man and we'll get much more into that as the season starts but that that hurts. It was it happened last week too, man. It was a brutal freaking week. Brutal week. Lose to Arizona. Damian Lillard goes to the Bucks. Podcasts and shambles. Oh God. And then my next hope was that Miami goes and gets Drew Holiday, and then he goes to the hated rival freaking Boston. Ugh. Yes, they got rid of Robert Williams, so that that one is going to hurt them defensively as well. And I actually kind of like that because every time Miami would play Boston, I mean, that man would abuse us down low. I mean, he is a wrecking ball down there. He's a force. So I am glad he's gone. But Drew Holiday is one of the best defensive guards in the league, man. He's one of the better two-way players in the league. He's up there with guys like Clay Thompson. So 
this is no slouch. I mean, this was a great trade. I mean, yeah, they gave up some picks, they gave up some players, but I like what Boston's doing. It looked to me, it looks like they're going from trying to be a defensive team, you know, making their their money, making their their presence known on defense to to offense. They're saying screw the defense, we're going offense. They're still going to be pretty good on D, but this offense is going to be nasty. I mean, your starting five is probably going to be Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Chris Tapps Porzingis. If Porzingis can get back to his old days, uh, like he was with the Knicks, this is going to be a dangerous team on offense. And then if they want to go big, you know, you slide Porzingis down to the four and you bring out big Al Horford and you got Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Porzingis, and Al Horford. Either way, those two lineups are nasty, man. The East got a lot better. And Miami stayed packed, but I'm going to believe in them, man, because I got our guy Jimmy freaking Butler. And I don't know what the hell he was doing on media day. Look at this, man. What the hell are we doing, Jimmy? He reminds me of Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3 here with this, man. The angry black Spider-Man suit. Um, I hope that he plays angry, man. I hope he plays angry because I'm pissed, just like a lot of Heat fans. I know Jimmy's pissed, so I hope he plays that way this year. Man, I hope he plays freaking angry. He said we're winning it. He said we're winning it this year in the uh, media conference. And every time he's been right, man, he said last year how we were shot away, but this time we'd make it to the finals. This time he's saying not only are we going to get to the finals somehow, some way, but we're winning it. And I believe it, man. Our seat fans, we're going to stick with it. All we need is just some continued development in that Miami Heat culture. We have the best coach in the league. Yes, I said it. We have the best coach in the league in Eric Spolstra. We need Bam to take another step. That 15 to 18 18 foot jumper he's got to be automatic with that he's got to be like chris bosh with that and that 15 to 18 foot range man from all over not just from the front not just from the elbow from the corners it's got to be all over the court that 15 to 18 footer we need bam to be able to make that shot that way teams can't just play off of him if they get up on him that just opens up everything it opens up the lanes it opens up his passing ability he's got to make that shot i really pray he's been working on that and i'm gonna i'm gonna assume he is because i'm no coach i'm no scout I'm assuming the team knows that he needs to make those shots. And he can. He can make that shot. Hero, we need him to take another step. I hope he plays pissed off, man. Poor Tyler Hero. He's literally been in every trade rumor forever. Forever. You got Bradley Beal. You got Kevin Durant. You've got Giannis. You've got this recent one with Lillard. He's always based around this. And the man just keeps coming back. The kid just keeps coming back and keeps fighting. He doesn't say anything to the media. He always says the right things when he is up there talking. I hope that he takes another step, man. He needs to play like an all-star. We need him to play like an all-star. And it looks like he's going to be starting for point uh, point guard this year is the early rumors. And I like that. Put the ball in this kid's hand. I like it a lot. He's got to bulk up for sure. He gets pushed around way too much when he's driving in the lane. He gets pushed around way too much on defense. So hopefully he's bulked up a little bit, seen some photos. But, you know, with Photoshop and all this crazy stuff, who knows what's real. But it looks like he has bulked up a tad. But we need him better on defense. And then we just need one of these young guys to step up, man. We need the uh, the next heat culture guy that always seems to show up these last couple of years that the media just salivates over. We got someone like Highsmith, our mini Joker, Neil Jokovic. Uh, We've got uh, Jaime Jaquez Jr., Orlando Robinson, or Thomas Bryant. And a name to keep a lookout is Jamal Kane. Go ahead and look out for Jamal Kane, too. One of these guys is going to be the next heat culture guy. I don't know who it's going to be. 
but one of them is going to step up. One of them is going to go ahead and make a name for themselves. And that's all Miami needs. Our thing, our starting five is probably going to be Tyler Hero, uh, Josh Richardson, who I'm glad to have back. I know uh, loyal Heat fans, you remember Josh Richardson, uh, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Love, and Mr. Bam Adebayo. I like that starting five. Great defense, great offense. We just need some players to step up. Hopefully we can do it. And then going into my chug bed of the week. And we're a quarter of the season, quarter of the way through the NFL season already. I know there's 17 games now, but we're going to say we're a quarter of the way through. Or 17 weeks now. Uh, or 18 weeks, 17 games. Jeez, man, my bad. But I'm going to say we're a quarter of the way through. So I'm going to go ahead and give you my top 10 teams quarter of the way through the season. So here we go. At number 10. Spence, here you go, bro. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Your Bucks are in my top 10, man. Baker Mayfield, he's doing enough to get it done. You still got guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, I like the tight end, too. Kate Auden, he's not bad. Um, the running back, Rashad White, he's also good. The defense is killing it. I think you all are um, allowing like 17 points a game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number 10. At number nine, I got Seattle Seahawks. They went ahead and shredded the Giants last night. AJ, it's definitely hockey season in the household, I'm sure, after that, man. Seattle Seahawks coming in at nine. At number eight, we've got Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. This team is playing well, and they're still missing guys like Odell um, and Rashad Bateman. And obviously, J.K. Dobbins done for the year. Uh, I don't think they make a trade for a running back. But if they did, could you imagine if they go get someone like Jonathan Taylor? Yikes, that would be nasty. Ty, what do you think of Jonathan Taylor to the Ravens, man? That'd be nuts. At number seven, Detroit Lions, baby. And I wanted to put them higher, but for now, top seven I think is going to be good enough here for Detroit. They um, they beat the Packers in Lambeau. That was, a huge, um, that was a huge win for them, man, just emotionally to go into Lambeau and beat up on the Packers the way that they did. The Packers have owned them for years. The game starts out with Goff throwing a pick. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. The Packers still own them. Nope. The Lions absolutely dominated after Goff threw that pick early on in the game. At number six, this might be where some people raise some eyebrows. I got the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, you're coming in at number six, even though, yes, you did just beat the Dolphins. I've got them ahead of you. Just hang on for now. I'm telling you, I'm going to do things differently, man. This isn't no like college ranking where you beat a team and I'm going to put you over them and whatever, whatever, whatever. No, this is how I feel. The top 10 is record wise or not just based on what I'm seeing, because if we did that, how would you not have the Lions over the Chiefs, guys? Have, has, has anyone seen the Lions be over the Chiefs in any rankings? No, even though the Lions beat them. So just because Buffalo beat Miami, I'm not putting them over them quite yet. Number five, my Dallas Cowboys. Um, still got something to prove. Uh, we've had three blowout wins and then a loss to Arizona. Haven't really played any great offensives yet, though. Um, Daniel Jones and the Giants are atrocious. Mac Jones and the Patriots are atrocious. Zach Wilson and the Jets on offense are also atrocious. And I mean, I don't know how we lost to Joshua Dubs. God, it still hurts to think about. But they're not just beating teams. They are beating the brakes off of teams. I mean, they are bludgering. Bludgering? Yeah, whatever the word is. They're, they're beating up on teams, man. So, yes, they haven't played a great offense yet, but they're not just winning games. They are just absolutely beating teams down. Like, they put Mac Jones on the bench. You don't see that a lot, starting quarterback-wise. Go to the bench third quarter. At number four, 
Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. They still are up there, man. They got my top five Miami Dolphins. This offense is is special. I think this offense is going to be, I think it's going to be the, the best in the history of the NFL. They're going to put up points, yards. Statistically, they're going to be one of the best teams in the NFL. I think they break some records this year. I think Tyreek Hill is going to be the first over 2,000. Um, I don't care that they just lost to Buffalo, man. It was in Buffalo coming off a 70-point week. Everyone's blowing smoke up their ass. Same thing that Dallas happened with before, man. You're blowing smoke up. They start buying it. start drinking their own Kool-Aid, and you go out there and you lay an egg. Casey Jones, stay positive, man. I got your Dolphins at number four. At number three, it's Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they're the reigning Super Bowl champs. They've only got one loss on the year. The defense looks good. Chris Jones is back. I think they're going to be a top three, top four team all year long until someone dethrones them. Um, If they have a receiver step up, or God forbid, please, football gods, don't let the Chiefs get someone like Jonathan Taylor. I mean, it could be over. If they get a receiver or a running back, it's over, man. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just the best, man. He's doing this with no number one receiver, no number one running back. He's got Travis Kelsey. And they've got Taylor Swift, the Swifties. Oh, I had to I had to say it at least once, right? It's a talk of the town. Number two, Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are at number two. Um, they're one of the two undefeated teams. Uh, they look good. They look good, man. They're finding ways to win games early. That defense is nasty. The defensive line is nasty. The offensive line is nasty. They got two of the best receivers in the game. They've got guys like DeAndre Swift in the backfield now. That's a very good team. They're going to be tough to beat. And then Montana, unfortunately, number one, man, you're San Francisco 49ers. Hopefully that changes here this week. But the 49ers are coming in at number one for me. They're, they're stacked. This is a stacked roster. This is one of the most stacked rosters I have maybe ever seen. And Brock Purdy is a great quarterback, man. He is really good. The dude just has not lost. He, he's, what is it, 8-0 now, 9-0 in regular season starts? The dude just doesn't lose. I don't get it. Yeah, he was the last pick of the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, and he don't care. He does not care. He is doing great every week, man, and no one has figured out a way to make him look bad, so he's good. He's good, man. So that's my top 10, guys. Let me know what y'all think. Shoot me some comments, texts, messages, like, subscribe. Come on, man. Reach out to me. Let me know what you think. And then my chug bet of the week. And I can't go without saying again, Mr. Casey Jones, Mr. Ian Kirkland, please send your chug by Thursday, my friends. And you will be blasted on my social media, on Instagram. Anyone who wants to see these two man chug, follow me on Instagram. My chug bet of the week is the Cowboys over the Niners, man. I'm going home around this one. Whoever wants it, let me know. I'm sure it'll be blowing up because you guys all like to talk trash about my boys. It's really some of the only time I hear from some of y'all is when Dallas loses. Some friends you guys are, huh? I'm just playing. I'm playing. I love it. I love the hate, man. But that's my chug bit of the week. Cowboys over the Niners. Let me know who wants it. Shoot me a text. Shoot me a comment. Like, subscribe, guys. I got my YouTube up here. This is what it looks like. We're at unfiltered underscore RB3. Got 23 subscribers. Would love to see. Let's just be modest. I would love to see 30 by next week. You guys can blast it out, man. Share it in your group chats, your work, um, everywhere, man. Blast me out. Just ask them to follow. I don't even care if they listen right away. Bless me out. Let's see if I can get to 30 by the end of the week. That's all I've got for you here, guys, this week. Um, thank you all so much for listening. It really was good to be back, man. Um, I hope there are no more technical difficulties in this studio. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. I'll see you all again next week. You all take care until then. All right.
All right, and we're back, sports fans. Welcome back to Unfiltered, newest sports sports podcast with unfiltered and unbiased information. Thank you guys for spending some of your time again here with me today. I'm Rob Bryce, and here we go. Man, it's good to be back, guys. Then a little bit of technical difficulties here the last few weeks in the podcast room. Couldn't get the podcast studio to work. Had to get the uh, big dogs to come out here and fix it. So I believe they did. Hopefully everything uploads here well this week. And you can add it to where Rob was wrong. I was recording last week on my phone for the YouTube. And somehow did the whole thing. Went to go you know, check it out afterwards. And it stopped recording about 40 seconds in. Just a bad, bad couple of weeks, man. Bad couple of weeks. Cowboys lost to Arizona the other week. I was talking about that. I swear, man, I was beating, um, beating us down. You guys, you know, unfortunately missed it. The only one that hurt me was uh, me, myself, and I. But getting into today here, guys, going to talk about Zach Wilson and the Jets. Going to get into the Cowboys. I'll get into how they lost last week, too. Don't worry. I'm not letting them off the hook. Uh, we got some NBA news. This is great, man. Finally, something else other than football is coming out. And then going to go into my staples as always and end here with the chug bet of the week. Guys, getting into where Rob was wrong. Again, 